So, hello everyone. It is my honor to welcome every one of you to this new podcast, the so-called Fantastic Podcasts. I'm Andrew Knight, I'm also calling myself the Fantastician, and I'll be hosting this podcast for hopefully the next three million years. The Fantastic Podcast, or the Fantastician Podcast, whatever you would like to call it, uh, is an idea that came to mind um, like years ago, and it's all been on my mind ever since. Um, I'm someone who's working a lot in um, stuff that's related to fantastic stuff, so meaning like TV series, movies, books, games and all that stuff, and I have a very high opinion of fantastic stuff. So this podcast, it's basically a very simple thing. It's a place for all things fantastic, and the only thing strictly forbidden is all that boring stuff whatever that might be. I mean, that's up to us to decide. Uh, in my opinion, life can be boring, actually. But there's a reason for that. And this reason is because we make it boring. And you can stop that. We can stop making life boring. And we can stop making ourselves miserable. And we can start making it fantastic. Talk, talking about fantastic stuff fantastic things going on, fantastic movies, books, and so on. You know what I'm talking about, all the these fantastic things. What do I mean with that? What do I mean? Uh, is it like just something cool to watch, just like, um, yeah, now I'm gonna like relax a bit and have some YouTuber stuff? No, the fantastic stuff is special. It's all those cool things that make you go all tingly in your belly, if you know what I mean. Like, when you see the first trailer for Stranger Things Season 2. Or, I mean, go rewatch the Lord of the Rings trailer. The Harry Potter, the books, the trailers, something. If you think of it, Warcraft, Doctor Who, The Expanse, books, TV series, comics, movies. I mean, some will go, oh my god, the Justice League. Even talking about the Justice League. Uh, the the term itself it has so much history and we go oh my god and it's all fantastic it's it's not about the daily life and nothing against the daily life daily life is wonderful but if we improve daily life just with the fantastic attitude for example nothing is impossible and that's just my approach and to be honest it works perfectly well in 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 real life um, quote unquote and that's just what I want to invite people on here, on the internet, everywhere around the world. Let's talk a little bit more about the fantastic stuff and also have some fun and try to make our daily routine in life just a little bit more interesting and maybe have some new strategies to solve stuff. I mean, it often helps to solve problems. So I think uh, watching a movie isn't just like uh, consuming entertainment. You can learn something from it. Well, this is all very vague, I admit, um, but the most important thing is not that I'm going to talk to you about what's good and what's not good, it's just about the sharing. So, um, now it's just me talking, of course, but um, I hope in the future um, some of you might join in on this podcast, or um, what I would love to have is like... Uh, propositions about topics and for today it's like the podcast 0.5 it's not really podcast number one uh, it's more like i, I also didn't want to do podcast uh, zero um as like the introductory uh podcast 
I wanted to go ahead and just tell you what it's about, what it might also be about, um, what it might become about, and then just head straight into topics that I think are fantastic and that are on the minds of a lot of people right now. Also, there's always some stuff I'm just um, into right now that's probably not like up to date, like an older book or an older movie. And, but I'm just gonna talk about it as well and maybe some of you are uh, getting some inspiration to look into those uh, things again. Let's start with our first topic for today. A really fantastic topic, speaking of fantasy. Um, first of this is not going to be a podcast only about um, video games or especially if I'm going to start with this topic. Now, it's not, not going to be about this company or this specific games, these specific games. It's going to be just for, I mean, it fits somehow because I have a history with this company. So let's start off with the topic BlizzCon. Who doesn't know the BlizzCon? If not, just uh, Google it, go check it out. I think the BlizzCon, which took uh, place last week, am I right? Yeah, last week. Uh, it's a usual celebration of Blizzard's uh, top games, but not only of their top games, also of their uh, community. And this year, this was more apparent than usually, because from the beginning, from the first intro movie, uh, I admit I just watched the opening and then just uh, read along because I didn't want to spend money on the virtual ticket. But if you uh, watched the opening, um, which was free to watch, uh, you notice probably that intro where lots of different people just told you about their experience with the community. And to be honest, um, I've played a lot of Warcraft in my time, and the game, okay, yeah, the game, the law, it's all great, but what kept me playing was the community. And I don't mean the toxic community and all those um, like people running around and basically flaming you all the time. No, it was about a little core group that built um, friends uh, I still am in touch with today. Um, most of you may, probably, I'm, I'm pretty sure, know about that, about that, how it works, and you still... even. Some of them I've never met in person. They're like thousands of miles away. Um, but the game um, built that community. And that's, that's very true. And if you look at the BlizzCon, the BlizzCon is really the place where a lot of people from those communities meet. Sometimes for the first time. Sometimes they propose, like uh, last year, and it was a famous uh, propos uh, proposal um, in front of the Orc statue, I believe. And they had their, uh, like... And I had, of course, the chance to talk about it again, this time in the intro video. And what this shows is really uh, the fantastic approaches that, for us, they bring a very important chance because they cross borders. And we're in a time where borders are being uh, brought up again, uh, walls are being erected. Some would like to build a fence or a wall. And games, or BlizzCon, or Blizzard, I don't want to like focus only on focus only on the games. It's it's a community. It's what do you do. It's it's what do you do when you shut down your computer. I mean, it's harder today because you shut down the computer and you still got an app or Discord or something. I mean, Discord it's great or some chat 
programs, you still keep in touch with the other folks. And that's something that's really cool. And that's also the reason why I cherish the BlizzCon really, really much. Because it's just a it's a celebration of diversity also. You got all the different stuff happening. You got, of course, revelations or um, what do you call it, like a, a big reveal, next Warcraft expansion, okay. I mean, I'm not, I'm not hyped or something for that, but I like to watch the intros or the cinematics and the announcements because they're always well made and they have that fantastic element in them. Of course, what I need to mention, I'm considering or regarding Warcraft, I'm one who played uh, mostly classic and yeah, that classic announcement, it was kind of insane and we all went nuts and yeah, get the band back together and all this stuff. Yeah, I was feeling it at this uh, specific moment too. No, I'm not so sure because you got all the nostalgia and do we really want to invest that much time into classic Warcraft again? I'm not so sure about it. But then again, looking at uh, today's games, it's all about being done quickly. You have to be quick, 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 um, make it as comfortable as possible, like uh, Shadow of War. You don't have to play it, just buy the loot boxes, uh, saves you some time. Uh, that's not the... Um, how do you, that's not why we play games. That's not why we do anything. It's like... What's next? You go to the movies, um, you choose uh, to watch uh, Justice League and say, well, it's a nice movie, but could I skip it and get a conclusion or like a recap at the end so I don't have to sit in there for 90 to uh, 1 to 2 hours? Just like a 5 minute recap. I mean, you can go to YouTube probably. But that's not the sense, in the sense, uh, the, the, the use of it. You, it's not the goal. It's not why we do it, why we watch it, why we like it. And Coming from that perspective, it might be great to see Classic Warcraft again. It might not be successful, because people are so used to being, well, flooded with all those comfort stuff like Dungeon Finder, Raid Finder, and everything is, uh, well, brought to you on a, a silver spoon, silver tablet, whatever. Uh, and that might be why most people won't stick to it but I think at the same time it could be something that brings us back another like feeling of time where you are not forced to be quick 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 I mean back then you had also like some pressure to get stuff done like get your dungeon gear or hit uh, max level but as far as I remember it wasn't as stressful as today where you are just like rushing through to max level and uh, top gear so I would expect this to be an interesting shift of time perspective actually but we'll see we'll see well that's it for BlizzCon I think I'm not gonna talk anymore about BlizzCon for now uh, of course there was Hearthstone there was Heroes of the Storm uh, Overwatch I'm looking forward to Overwatch but um, maybe for another podcast uh, I'm gonna move on now because if I'm going to continue about BlizzCon, everyone not interested in BlizzCon is going to jump. But if you're not interested, and I should have said this like 10 minutes ago, just skip ahead. Uh, because our next topic is a Netflix series, a new Netflix series. I think it released very recently. I'm going to look it up while I talk about it. Uh, the series, the TV show, TV series show 
what I'm, which I'm talking about is alias Grace. You might have noticed it showing up, popping up on your, uh, on your Netflix. It's a rather interesting, but also at the same time, little bit of a letdown in terms of story. I'm gonna try to keep it spoiler-free here, so spoilers for another uh, time. Just in short, it's about 19th century, early, it's, it's 19th century, it's uh, around 1840, I think. It's about a murderer, a, a female murderer, uh, who's uh, convicted to prison. And, well, a, a psychiatrist basically tries to work up the reasoning behind it. And it starts very mystically. And I was, I'm, I'm always hoping about like some, to be honest, demonic magic or, or something that transcends the typical, I'm going to spoil it here. I'm going to spoil it. I'm sorry. Um, this, I have to spoil it. I'm, everyone who doesn't want to have a spoiler here, just skip ahead. Uh, in the end, it's mental sickness. It's a mental illness. It's probably schizophrenia, but back then schizophrenia didn't exist and didn't have the same meaning. It's difficult. Psychiatry, history of psychiatry is very difficult. But the setting of the whole show is really cool. It's I love 19th century. It's it's all dressed up in the 19th century. It's uh, New York. Uh, not New York. It's Canada and is it Boston? Well, it's definitely Canada and the United States. And I absolutely like that. But in the end, it's also, that needs to be mentioned, it's after a novel by Margaret Atwood. Margaret Atwood is amazing. Um, I still, one of my favorite books is still uh, The Flood by Margaret Atwood, a dystopian post-apocalyptic story, which I think I still don't get it completely, but it was so amazing to read and get into that dystopian world. So I was expecting a little bit more towards this direction, but apparently, um, reading up on it, Elias Grace is based on the historical case, which was then again through the, well, through the time, through time, and through uh, writing it down again and again, it was transformed a little bit, so it's not really a historical account in this case, but it's based on like those murders. So it's more like a historical... It's not even fiction. It's, it's a historical story. So not much of that really fantastic stuff, but her mental illness very much manifests as something far more beyond the visible and it's a reachable sphere. But I would definitely recommend to watch it because it's just six episodes long, so it's a, a quick binge. And the be warned, the ending, it's not it's not gonna answer all your questions, and you'll have quite a lot of questions by episode three at least. So it might be just a little let down. But coming from a TV series to Books. I got three books in the in the in the reading right now, so they are on my shelf for to read. And I'm um, pretty much finished with the first one, which is the collection of Stephen King's 
short stories. It's called The Bazaar of Bad Dreams. Um, it's a bazaar. It's a little bit bizarre sometimes. Bizarre. But it's it's a collection. You have uh, around, I think it's 15 stories. Some are more to my personal liking. Some will be more to your personal liking. Uh, they are very uh, diverse. Uh, that also um, comes from the fact that he dedicates each story to a personal friend, another writer, and tries to write it in their style. So I'm just gonna like forward my personal favorite stories in um, this collection of bad dreams. And well, let's see what your uh, take on Stephen King's bad dreams is. The one that impressed me the most was definitely the really, really terrible, horrible, not terrible, fantastic, but horrible, oh, how to describe it. It's a story that leaves you shaking. Well, it's Stephen King. What do you expect? Uh, it's this story called Ur, U and R written. Still don't know the definite meaning of Ur. I mean, it could be the old city, the uh, Mesopotamian city. It could also mean Ur, like in German, the pre-something. But whatever it means, it was a terrific story. It's about a guy, I'm gonna not completely spoil it, I'm just gonna tease it for you. Guy splits up from his girlfriend and gets a Kindle. Kindle? Kindle? What do you call it? I'm gonna call it Kindle. You know, that Amazon thing, where you can read stuff as an ebook. Turns out he gets a pink one. Well, he's not so... so... Uh, he's not... It doesn't matter to him. It's a pink one, he's okay, he's fine with it, but he's also not very fond of it. But he thinks, okay, mistake in the manufacturing or something. He works with it, and one evening he discovers the Ur option, or the Ur option. And he discovers that his Kindle, his Amazon Kindle, is like a prototype from a, an alternate reality, and he can browse through the whole history of literature, but of all dimensions. So, for example, Ernest Hemingway's stories in Ur 4533 are not the same like in our reality. And that alone is, is a really cool approach, and he thinks it's a hoax, of course, but then they, he and a colleague and a, a student, uh, he's a teacher, they discover another option, another function of the amazing Ur Kindle, and that would be newspapers. Newspapers from different realities. And there is that one entry they are looking up in, a, in an alternate reality. They start like going through dates, certain dates, what happened there, what happened here, did Kennedy survive, and so on. And then they stumble over a dimension over an Ur that has no entries after the date uh, 1962. And that's the Ur that didn't have a good ending to the Cuba crisis, the nuclear missile crisis. And they go back to the latest and uh, the, the final entries of the New York Times for this year. And it's, it's catastrophe. It's the end of the world. It's Armageddon. It's nuclear holocaust and all that stuff. And not only the 
protagonist and his uh, his friends, his his co-worker and student, not only they are terrified after reading this, the reader is terrified because that alternate scenario, it almost happened. And they stumble upon it and they have to read it. And, and you as a, as a reader, you have to experience it also as well. It's fantastically well written. And that's not the end of the story, um, but I'm going to let you read the end of the story for yourself. It's um, definitely worth a look and maybe uh, you will find it as an ebook. I don't know if that's really what you want to do. Read or the story about the ebook reader, the horrible ebook reader, as an ebook. Uh, but that's completely up to you. Then there are a number of other cool short stories. Um, just having a look, what would I recommend to also probably the first story, Mile 81. Um, I just see, or is available as ebook, so have a go at it. Mile 81 is also available as an ebook. And Mile 81 is a story about like an alien car that eats every other people that touch the car. Yeah, sounds creepy, crazy, fantastic. Uh, it is. It's. I read it on a plane, actually, and I had chills all the way. I, plane was better than a car, to be honest, or a highway, because uh, the whole story takes place on a highway um, rest station or something. And I, I think I would have been terrified uh, driving along the highway. So plane was alright, but at the same time, I was chilled to the bone. It was creepy as, you know. So if you're interested in short stories, short horror stories, very much, of course, Lovecraftian. Both of them are pretty Lovecraftian-inspired. Then have a have a go at uh, the collection of the Bad Dreams, the Bazaar of Bad Dreams by Stephen King. Well... Stephen King is not the only book I'm reading right now or I read recently. I had a go at my all-time favorite, Neil Gaiman. Neil Gaiman, he's fantastic. He's like one of the gods of today's literature, modern literature. Um, I loved Nevermore. Ne no, no, not Nevermore. Never, Neverwhere, of course. Well, I blew it. Nevermore. I love, I still love Nevermore. And also the house at, no, the sea at the end of the lake. No, it's not the sea of the end of the lake. It's the sea at the end of the lake, isn't it? I'm pretty sure it is. That, yeah, I'm not going to get out of this. Neil Gaiman is great. What I'm reading right now is American Gods. Um, definitely inspired by the recent adaption for Amazon, which I haven't seen so far. I wanted to read the books beforehand, and so I started with American Gods. I got this nice illustrated edition, they, uh, a wonderful edition with illustrations. Had the same price like the like all the other editions. So of course I picked that one. And what I liked so far is the approach of the uh, fantastic elements that are settled within the well normal reality. The different characters, the deal struck with the, well, I'm uh, supposed the devil or something. I haven't gotten very far, but at the point where 
Shadow, the protagonist, meets his new boss, it gets really tense, it gets really uh, exciting. And so I'm really for looking forward to continuing more down the lane of American Gods. Third book for this first podcast here is a, another entry in the well, pretty long series of The Expanse, which you probably might know thanks to the, the, the TV adaption. But I read the, the books first. <laughs> and I mean, I love the series, but the books are like, they are so good. And right now I got myself uh, Babylon's Ashes and now I would like to tell you which number this is and I think it's number 7. Is it number 7? Looking it up right now. Um, number 5 or 7, something along those lines. It was actually released uh, a year ago um, but I got the paperback edition now and um, I was a little bit behind. It's number six, sorry. It's number six. Number seven is uh, Nemesis Games. No, Nemesis Games is five. It gets very confusing once you start all those long... Uh, once you get into all that long series. But getting back to Babylon's Ashes or The Expanse in general, I haven't started Babylon's Ashes, but I'm really looking forward to making some time to just delve into it. And I know... Once I start Babylon's Ashes, I'm not going to stop. Wasn't the case. It, it was the case every time in, with every book of, those, uh, of the Expanse. I started it and I never put the book away again until I had finished the whole book. Because the author or the authors in that case, because it's, it's just it's two guys and one name, they know how to write a very captivating story and a very captivating like personalities and and action and it's it's all there if you like science fiction it's all there if you don't like reading go ahead and watch the show it's it's not perfect i mean they are never tv adaptions are never perfect but it's really good i had my like well I thought, oh, it can't be that good. I know how I imagine James Holden. He can't... No, he can't be like my imagination. Or um, Miller, the detective. He's one of the best, like, personalities in the whole series. I thought, no. And, and then it's, it's the actor. I didn't think he could really deliver it. But to be honest, he did. He did pretty much. And he did pretty well and, and pretty much did all the Miller stuff that you know from the book. So, yeah, I would say the TV series The Expense, it's quite all right. Um, what I don't get is Abra Savala, or how she's pronounced. I imagined her to be completely different. Also in her, how she behaves. And maybe I... I did some reading wrong or they changed her character. I would be interested if uh, some of the listeners, and thank you if you're listening to this, I'm very grateful for your support. It's the first episode. I would be interested to hear about your take on the character who's, who's very much like a book and movie or TV show and who's completely 
change? Who has completely changed? I mean, they do it often on TV. What it changed also is how we perceive probably space, but not in the expense, also in the expense, but in Star Trek. We got a new Star Trek. It's Star Trek Discovery. Quite a couple of episodes now. I like how they keep it coming weekly. And so we, it, it's, I like it. When you have a Monday, you know, it's Star Trek day. You know, you're gonna uh, get home from work or something. And there it is, a new episode of Star Trek. I also, it, it, it brings back memories for a Stargate. Uh, Atlantis or also Universe was it Universe? It was Universe afterwards um, but more Atlantis when waiting for the next episode, especially the last uh, series, the last um, episodes, it was always very much looking looking forward to that next episode which adds to the thrill I think and that's a good thing. Uh, Star Trek Discovery it's, it's the same uh, feeling for me it's a very well written, very well executed TV show. TV uh, adaptation. Adaptation. It's not an adaptation, but it's it's like the. What is it? Is it a? It's a spin-off. It's somewhat a spin-off because it's parallel to the events of the Enterprise. They they mentioned the Enterprise at some point, so I suppose the Enterprise is out there, or it's just a little bit. Before all the the events of the original Enterprise, but whatever it is, it's a very fresh take on it. With all those, well, we don't need warp, or we have to bring warp to the next stage. So we create this sport drive. I mean, a sport drive. If you tell me, hey, we're gonna invent this sport drive, I'm gonna say, well, that doesn't sound very uh, spores. Why the hell spores? But the way they execute it, if you just pop up somewhere in the whole galaxy or the whole universe, what I, what I, I don't know, um, that's pretty cool. And I don't think it matters if you call it Sport Drive or Fantastic Drive or Megacillion Drive. It works. And also the characters, Captain, the Captain and uh, Michael, the protagonists, they work really well together and against each other and there is so much in there uh, to really enjoy and look forward to so i can wait for the next episode to drop but i think i still have one episode to go i didn't uh, catch it this monday so lots of good stuff coming uh, this way um waiting monday to monday is a good thing um something that weekly uh, release of episodes something strange things stranger things sorry uh, two episodes, not episode, season two, did not execute that well. They released all the episodes uh, at the end of October, not on 31st of October, not on Halloween, which would have been fitting, I guess, but most people don't have time on Halloween. There is some parties going on. or So I wouldn't have had time to watch it on Halloween, so I was quite happy to get all the episodes a couple of days earlier. And we binge-watched it in, not in, in one go, but in two goes. And I I guess it would have worked better if it was released, would have been released weekly. And you just can 
take your time and maybe do some predicting what's gonna happen next and so it felt very much like a long movie I, I really enjoyed it it was great I think um, most importantly the development of Eleven it's awesome call it bitchin I mean that's a that's absolutely a fixed <laughs> fixed consent now I think in pop culture bitchin and the development of Eleven they did it really well and the showdown at the end it's just absolutely uh, crazy but it overall the whole season two feels like a filler because it you had quite a lot of development and a very quick showdown at the end that super cthulhu it's not cthulhu but it's some lovecraftian 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 monster that's hiding in the upside down and wants to try to get to our world of the or side of the world it's it's not over it's still there and they haven't completely beaten it and i hope we see it again because that's such an amazing uh foe to fight and this time this was just a tricky the the tricky side of the monster trying to build tunnels and all that stuff I do think I need to have a big spoiler warning in any description or before the show. But here we go. I think we are going to see that, what did they call it, mind, uh, mind, mind player? Is it the mind player? I think we're going to see that guy again. I hope so. I don't want to, like, I don't want them to let this mind player go to waste. But overall, Stranger Things... I could watch the intro all the time, every time. So I can wait for season three to hit, which is probably gonna take some time and it's gonna be 11 months to wait. Well, gonna have some more predictions until then. This brings me and us, all of us, to the last topic of this first Fantastic Podcast. Thank you again for watching. It's been a pleasure for me so far, and it's really fun to talk about all this stuff, and I can't wait to hear from you what you think about all the stuff I'm producing here, um, opinion, and maybe um, some, probably some stuff I didn't get wrong. Is it the mind flayer? Probably not. I'm going to get corrected, but that's fine, it's fine. Uh, talking about all this stuff is what makes it really, really cool, and that's why we love it. Last point, it's Outlander. Outlander... Um, Claire is back. Wait, I'm gonna. I'm spoiling again. Um, the latest development was basically that Claire got back in time, and they're all reunited. The previous seasons of Outlander, they were great. They were wonderful. Season one, two, perfect. Um, this season, it's different. It's a little bit like hmm, it's just swimming along, and everything takes. A very, very long time. Take, for example, the episode after Claire gets back. It's basically an episode where they... It, it's, it's super long. And it's an episode where they spend, I think, 60 minutes in bed. Nothing against spending time in bed. But it was so long and it was they had sex numerous times. Wonderful for them. Great. Go for it. But it was like, it, it was boring. I'm sorry, it was boring in that case. 
uh, you had they did some catching up. They got back together. Um, I think in the books, Jamie actually has a wife by then and a son. Not the bastard son, but a real son. But it's just what people tell me. So they wrote this completely out of the show. So they just have the reunion in the uh, the uh, brothel, which I find hilarious. It's great. Uh, what what would you think if you? get back together with your uh, loved one after seeing him or her like what 20 years 20 30 years and they live in a brothel i don't know what to think about it but then again everyone's human everybody wants to live and in that case i think claire is not in the position to have any um well anything to say against if jamie had like Fun. Don't don't take me for sexist or something, but it's it's the 18th century. Let's just say it's the 18th century. It's, it's all uh, fine and well, um, but that's also the problem. Claire's reaction is like something. Why are you living in a brothel? And I mean, he doesn't know if Claire. I mean, Claire isn't born. Actually, he doesn't know where she is. If she's ever, he's he's pretty sure she's never coming back. So. It, it's pretty sweet and all if he just like remains loyal to her and says, okay, no, there's only one uh, woman in his life. But that's that's pretty much something that he has to decide and not uh, Claire can decide for him. And the other way around wouldn't work as well. I mean, Jamie couldn't ask if Claire to be live forever alone in the 20th century back in 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 the present basically uh, she had frank there before he died so that's it makes the whole show or at least this that that specific episode it made it very what, cringy i don't know i mean they had wonderful makeup sex basically and and welcome back reunion sex ah uh, but i don't know what to think of it gotta catch up with the latest i think two episodes because after that we just took a break and said well we're actually waiting for the episode to be over and then i looked up how long it was and it was like one hour and 20 instead of 40 minutes or one hour 10 and ah uh, it's never a good sign when you do that best signs is uh, the best sign is um when you're just hanging there and saying oh my god i hope it, it doesn't end. It, it mustn't end here it mustn't end then yeah there you have the credits and you go no but not in this case. Alright guys. We're at 40 minutes. Which is quite a good time for a podcast. I wouldn't want to make it any longer than an hour. Um, only if we had like guests. And it's going to be. It would be. We had lots of fun. But I hope for you to those 40 minutes. Talking about um, all the fantastic stuff. That's been happening around here. Um, in my like field of view or in my like bubble call it what you want it's everyone has some different uh, tv shows books games going on right now um happy to hear about them happy about hearing what you're playing watching reading listening to um painting watching uh, looking at posters pictures cartoons whatever it's all about the fantastic stuff all about the fantasy out there also we're not restricting ourselves for classic fantasy science fiction is welcome as well it's all about fantastic stuff and i hope 
you enjoy the journey to those fantastic worlds as much as I do. Until the next time.